and welcome to Being Berlin, brought to you by Bands. I'm your host, Mac Matan. I'm a Canadian writer and Berlin resident who wants to share a piece of Berlin through recorded conversations. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the beautiful. Thank you for tuning in. When you move to a new place, making friends can be tough. You need to be outgoing, social, and generally the kind of person others actually want to be around. It can be a heavy burden to carry, especially during a time as uncertain and wild as the COVID-19 pandemic was. It felt impossible to make new meaningful connections since we weren't allowed out for so long. How fortunate it was for me then that I didn't have to leave my home to make a new friend. I was lucky enough to have a roommate who wasn't just a friend, but kind of a boss too. His name is John Karsten, and he's a TV writer, filmmaker, and DJ in Berlin. And he's our guest today. We talk about the meaning of success, the German TV and film landscape, diversity, and life in Berlin. We had a few technical glitches starting up, which meant the episode is a little shorter than I would have liked, but I think John has some lovely things to share. I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I did recording it. to do right now is answer my like answer just go with the flow of the answer conversation yes okay <laughs> who are you oh um all right i'm my name is john i'm 34 years old uh oh you you're okay with just telling people your age wow uh, yeah i i think it's okay okay no what, don't you think yeah i, I don't I, i'm not going to tell them my weight but uh i'm, I'm 34 years old and i live in uh, berlin since 10 years and i'm a script writer what kind of scripts? Um, at the moment, I'm working on uh, my uh, very first own series uh, for German television. It's my very first job as a head writer. Uh, so, yeah. Of a series. Yeah. This is not your first foray into television or film. You've written before. You've actually also directed a movie. Yeah, but that's a, quite a while ago. The last years, I, I only I only wrote. So you write in German, obviously. Like you yeah. write German television. You've written for quite a famous show in Germany, as like a as a staff writer. Yeah, yeah. And do you want to tell the people what that show is? <laughs> well, it was. Uh, it's called Charité, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, like one, the number one show in Germany. It is. Much. It, it is. It is a pretty famous show. Fun story. When I when I took the train from Cologne to Berlin a couple of weeks ago, I saw a group of people watching simultaneously on their phones the the third season of Shaitan and talking about it without you know. And you're like, I wrote that. Yeah, scene. I, I was I, actually I was I was I was super proud because usually you know uh, when you write something for television, people watch it, um, and and in Germany a lot of people watch uh, like linear television is still still a big thing. You read the reviews uh, a couple of days later uh, but you never talk to people about it usually i think so um that was actually pretty nice because they seem to like it yeah it's called charity uh, i was staff writer for the third season which aired in 2020 i think it's a it's a show about this uh, very huge and very like you know 
popular, famous uh, uh, hospital and located in, in the center of Berlin, uh, which has a long history of, you know, um, medical breakthroughs, famous doctors, professors and everything. Um, and I, I, I was, uh, yeah, allowed to, to write three uh, episodes for the third, uh, third season, uh, which takes place in 1961, uh, when um, the Berlin Wall... Uh, had just got up yeah exactly yeah wow very dramatic what should i be watching on german television well but you know the net the german netflix shows yeah right? dark yeah yeah, yeah exactly. and there's another one called i think stonks or something a new one yeah i yeah. haven't watched that yet I it's, think it's really cool. like it's not it's not great no you don't think so i don't know i think it's a, it's a comedy yeah. and like i was like okay great a german comedy you know like They're not known for their comedy. This is awesome. It's going to put the Germans on. And I just feel like it's trying to be an American show. Yeah, I see. I see. I see. Well, I think there's one other very good German production called How to Sell Drugs uh, Online Fast on Netflix. In general, I think there's a there's a production company in, in Cologne called the Bild und Tonfabrik. And they have very, very good and funny productions. And, they, and I think their stuff looks pretty good. Uh, then there's Jerks. Which is an improv uh, comedy um, by Christian Ulm and Fariadim, and and it's about like uh, two German actors who you know uh, struggle with their everyday life, and they're pretty much jerking around, which I think is pretty funny because um, a lot of guests on the show play like altered versions um, of themselves. Uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of pretty good shows coming up because i think like because you're writing them uh yeah but i think you know i think uh that um uh the, you know the i think the german television channels um like the broadcasters um the public ones they had to realize that um like they're they're um they have to change um their system you know they have to they have to develop so i think They they really some some of them at least um, try to enable uh, young writers um, you know uh, to 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 be more brave and to uh, go different directions you know try try new paths and I think that's super important but it took quite a while and I think um, maybe maybe you have to wait for another couple of years until you find your first um, funny show on German television. Uh, the audience is, 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 is pretty old and uh, not so diverse. And that, you know, that, that means that, the, that the, the things that they write and the things that they air sometimes, um, you know, don't, don't have such an appeal to us, I think. So not only are you a TV writer, you're also a music journalist and you're Also, or maybe once a time you were, once upon a yeah. time you were. Yeah, once upon a time. You're also <laughs> in a band. Yeah, that's true. You're the bassist of Voodoo Beach. Yeah, that's true. And you are also a DJ. That is also true. And you were telling me before we started recording, you've been renovating your place and you have obviously been working on this new TV show. How do you, how do you do all this? Um, no vacation. Uh, but it means is that true because sometimes i'll text you and you'll be like oh yeah i'm out of town doing you know what you know what uh um i i rented this uh dacha in mittenwalde which is in brandenburg close to berlin and this is one of the best things i've ever done uh because it's a, it's a small garden it's a tiny house and it's uh one of the one of the best places uh, on earth for me right now it's a it's a super nice hideout 
I think I tend to do too much and uh, not get enough sleep, not not take enough, enough breaks. And then at the end of the year, it all collapses. Um, and What does that mean, it all collapses? Well, it means I really feel that my batteries are running low and that I really need to take a break. And then I get sick and my body tells me to stop mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. It's a thing I'm, I'm working on constantly. And, you know... Um, sometimes I go to, go back to my old university and 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 talk to students, and I always give them the advice to say no, to you know tell producers that you need more time or to take breaks and you know close the laptop in the evening and and go to bed and not think about your work. But uh, you know it's easier to give advice to other people than to you know to yourself. I will try to improve because I think it's. Um, And why and why do you you want to improve because of the effects it has on your body? Yeah. And is there another reason you like to improve? Because I imagine why, but maybe it's not why. So you can tell me. No, I think I love being productive. Okay. Um, but I but I think that when you don't take breaks, your body, but also your mind and creative soul uh, needs to, you know, regenerate. And, and I, it's super important to relax. And I love being bored and, and do nothing or, or, I mean, you know, go to my garden and, and you know, uh, give water the plants but which is not a productive thing per se oh absolutely yeah. it is but it but it's a but it's a good thing it's you know? a relaxing and, thing e e yeah. exactly and and not think about the characters that you're you, or the stories that you're writing on at least for a little while because when you take this time off i think it's even more fun to get back to the desk um and if you're tired and you know and and, and everything hurts and it's like oh i just want to go to bed and i think it's good to take just one or two day or three days off uh, per weekend, don't do anything, you know, mm -hmm. not go back to the desk. Uh, And have you, have you been able to do that lately? I think I'm going to do that today. I met my mom this morning um, and uh, we had breakfast together, which was super nice. And now I'm here uh, and I'm hanging out with you and, and um, probably I'm not going to go um, uh, back to my desk and um, probably I'm going to leave my uh, computer shut for, for another day. Okay. Uh, love to see it. Now that it. we talk about it. You love know, maybe to it's see it. <laughs> But the reason I brought it up was because the theme that I really wanted to explore with you was success mm -hmm. and how that ties into time management. And I'll just let the audience know that I know you because I was your roommate. Yes. Uh, in a wonderful area of Berlin that I'm dying to get back to. <laughs> uh, but and the time that I knew you, you're always very busy. Of course you were like gracious with your time. It was a little bit complicated because it was still COVID yeah. going right. I mean, it still is, but it was, uh, A, a time in which a lot of people were constrained of what they could do. And yet I saw you, whether it's going for a run, whether it's going for the, to the gym, working, writing, cooking, having a pretty decent social life. So you were, to me, it was, I would say it was just so inspiring because you're, you are a high energy person, but I think like you, obviously it's, it's, it's been a journey. You've worked hard for mm. a long time to get to where you are today. And we're just seeing the John at, at this, you know, evolution or iteration of who he is. But I wanted to talk about that because to me, you're very successful. And I wondered what does success mean to you? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, you know, the thing is success to me um meant for a very very long time that people are um you know applauding and you get uh you know good reviews and um 
you know, people know your name and, and stuff like that. Um, and I think still, you know, like writing or, you know, playing in a band, of course, that means that it, it always involves interaction with an audience. And of course, it's cool when people like the stuff that you're putting out. I think when you when you don't, when you're not happy with what you're doing yourself and only um, are in for the for the success, I think it's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending story. It it can never be enough. You can never be happy, you know, uh, because once the show is over, the next show uh, has got to start because it's not. It's not long lasting, I think. Are you referring to the external validation? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. I think that's the, that's a very good term. And um, I was longing for that. You know, I wanted to be loved, which led to um, I never said no to anything, you know, because I thought, oh, maybe if this producer seems nice, uh, it could be successful. But it never worked because I never really felt it. And then I I, I went to therapy for for at least two and a half years or so. I stopped smoking weed, which was very good for me. Drinking, like, I I got drunk like three or four times a week, uh, usually. Um, and I stopped that. And I I started, like, thinking, what is, what is it I want to give? Uh, what are the kind of stories that I want to tell, you know? And that led to, like, more... I, I'm a bit more calm, more... What do you say... Gracious, no, that's not the right. Uh, the the I'm, you're more, you're more settled. Yeah, I think so. And um, I, I started believing um, in myself more. You know, it's like, so if I'm happy with something I wrote, if I think it works, and if I think it's a good story, I'll be working on it until I find collaborator and we're going to try to make it happen somehow someday maybe in five years to me success means you know uh, one success story for me is that that i can i can work uh, on the projects that i want to work on and don't worry uh don't have to worry about money so much anymore as a couple of years ago so um yeah that's that's probably what success means to me i'm wonder i'm wanting to tie success or opportunity into your your location, which is Berlin. So mm. Berlin, moving to Berlin, I liken it to kind of if you're in America, like moving to New York or moving mm -hmm, to LA, mm -hmm, because it's kind of the heart of the art scene. I think in Germany, it is definitely, yeah. yeah. But you know what? When one of my biggest dreams is to move to New York City one day. And I don't know why, but it, every time I, I mean, you, uh, have you, have you been Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, I, I've been like once a couple of years ago and, and probably, you know, as a tourist, <laughs> it's different because I heard that it's so incredibly expensive and you can't even compare to, uh, Berlin, which is getting more and more expensive by the day also. Zalando is around the corner and Google and, and stuff like that. So, so the rents are, are getting up. But anyway, um, yeah. Uh, so, what was the question? So, the, yeah. so the question is like this: this is like the cultural capital. Yeah. This is where things happen. If you want to work in television, as you as you're working in now, this is kind of where you need to be, or where where a lot of people go. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, um, I think COVID has changed a lot of those uh, old-fashioned structures as well. So, uh, if you want to work as a writer, I mean, I, I know a lot of uh, writers and directors uh, who who live in Hamburg or or Munich and uh, or in the countryside, and um, most 
of the uh, like the feedback talks and and everything that you have for producers or, or you know usually they 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 are they are held online now and that 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 has definitely changed i mean i remember going to the zdf which is in in mines and you you took the i mean imagine you took the plane to frankfurt only for for an hour of talk with you you do it via zoom uh nowadays now and uh, which makes a lot more sense um I think it's great uh, to live here because I get a lot of input. I can go to a concert every day. I can, you know, you can go to the craziest uh, shows and exhibitions and, and restaurants and, and meet all the kinds of people. I know, like, for example, for, for, um, for, for my sister, who, who's, who's a writer as well, for her, it's too much. You know, she likes it a bit more calm. For her, like, ha cities like Hamburg are a bit more appropriate, I think. It's interesting because, I mean, I made the move here from another country. Yeah. I loved, I love Berlin. And, I mean, I guess you must love it too. Since you're here, I, I, I love it. I, I don't want to live anywhere else. Okay, okay. except for New York City. Except for <laughs> <laughs> one day. Is yeah. that, and is that a dream or a fantasy? Oh, um, I think it's probably both. But I, but the thing is, I I know you need a lot of money to have a more or less decent life there, and I'm I'm not sure if I can ever afford it. But maybe should if if it were if it were possible, it's it's a movie you would make. Like if you had the chance today like money is no object you'd make the move to new york yeah at least for a year or so okay just check it out yeah. just to check it out because it's like every time uh it pops up uh in a, like the city pops up in a book or in a, in a series or in a movie i was like oh my heart is so, so beautiful i don't know why it's it's probably it's probably a fantasy it's probably yeah. a projection um but um you need to watch you I I on netflix i would <laughs> Is it good? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. incredible. And the first season is set in New York City. Okay, so. all right. Mm -hmm. I will check that out. Do you, do you know Broad City? Oh hell yeah, yeah. hell yeah, that. that's I my shit. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is a fantastic show. Okay, yeah. so how do you think the vibe of Berlin is different than other major cities? Because obviously there's you, there's Barcelona, mm -hmm. Athens. You know, there's other artistic kind of like cultural capitals as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. I just find Berlin has its own vibe and i was mm -hmm. i'd wonder how you would describe it oh i think it's it's uh it's wild and it's changing <laughs> constantly you know i think that's that's probably what what i what i like and also hate most about it you know um the singer of my band she she uh came to berlin in the 90s i mean the gentrification is it's it's a it's a big thing i mean if you if you cross Potsdamer Platz now, it's like all those tall buildings, the Sony Center uh, cinemas, you know, um, it used to be a vast, empty place uh, and not so long ago. So it's, it's... Do you like the Sony Center? Uh, I try to avoid it. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand it. It's funny because no, someone... No. Uh, it's, Someone messaged me once, so like a fellow like copywriter, and I thought she was going to be a job opportunity. And she was like, "Can you just write like what your opinions are of the Sony Center?" And I'm like, "I love it. It's amazing. It makes me feel like I'm back in Canada, like a slice of like shop shopping mall people watching." Yeah, exactly. Never heard from her. Um. So, no. I'm. You know what? I'm not going to say anything too rude, but I have. I'll reserve my opinions. Okay. I mean, I think there's 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 a lot of places where like where mostly where you find tourists with selfie sticks that <laughs> that for me are places I really try not to go to. Like no place, no go areas. And and the the Sony Center for me is it's it's one of those places. But no front. You know, it's like 
other people might love it. So you're not just like running to Bikini Berlin every day. Usually I don't. Um, But, you know, the thing is what I really love about Berlin actually is that you have like so different areas so close to next to the next to each other i mean there's like if you go to kreuzberg where where i live it takes me um 10 minutes to go to hasenheide or temple of Ophel to to hang out or or by the canal and then you go to charlottenburg uh which is uh, super fancy which is where you and me are trying to move (laughs) and like yeah it's it's impossible (laughs) yeah you have those like super nice you know apartments with high ceilings and everything Uh, it's like nice kreuzberg it's yeah and it's it's, and it's in, 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 in Wilmersdorf, which is like the, the next place, it's like there's no restaurants, there's no bars, there's only old people uh, who are watering their plants in the, in the front, uh, front garden. All those different kinds of things coexist m- mostly peacefully. And now we'll take a break for a message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Bands. Bands is a rock band program for hobbyist musicians. If you have a flair for music and have always wanted to join a rock band as a hobbyist, Bands is the program for you. Visit bandsberlin.com and register to get started. You'll have an audition with a musical mentor, and then you'll be placed in a group of fellow hobbyist musicians to meet up once a week for rehearsals. Once again, that's bandsberlin.com. Sign up today and make sure to follow Bands on Facebook and Instagram at Bands Berlin. And now let's return to the episode. You know, so that's what I really like about it. If you if you really want to have nice Chinese food, you go to uh, Kannstraße. Um, if you uh, you know want to uh, have the best dinner in the world, you you stay in Kreuzberg and go around the corner. So you know, there's there's punk concerts and then there's the Philharmonie, and everything is not so far away. That's what I really like about it. And and I'm in the Keats where I live. It is. It's, sometimes it seems to me like a village, but also it's changing. Have you heard that there won't be any and cars, cars allowed? I did yeah. on Grefestrasse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to cut that part out. Yeah, yeah I've heard that there, <laughs> there's some cars that may yeah. not be allowed. And I thought like... Thank God. Yeah, I think <laughs> I, I, I think it's a I, I yeah. think it's a great idea. I mean, at first I was shocked because usually you don't. We we have to change. Uh, the change has to come, but uh, please start somewhere else. Says, no, it's great that they're that they're changing. That. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. I think like making it more walkable, more more better for cyclists. Uh, it's also tough too. Like okay, because I've gone into cycling. I, how are you guys cycling on this cobblestone? How are you doing it? You should not do that. I, it's, I, it's very someti- dangerous. Sometimes though. it's unavoidable. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. You can, you should, you should drive on the Bürgersteig then. And I actually, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't think I have told you because I haven't seen you in a while. But I did start German lessons. Oh really? Mm-hmm. How's it going? Well, now, now I'm eavesdropping on people. Oh yeah. Not. Not always trying to, but you know, you walk by, I've heard so many people in the streets complaining about how expensive food is. Yeah. Like I yeah. just hear like so many, like I didn't, I had no clue what they were talking about before. The number one word I hear in the street is Toya. Uh, yeah, Everyone uh, is so upset at like the you, prices. Do you think that Germans like to complain? Is it a, is it no, a, no, 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 but I, I, don't get I that. think so. I oh, think so. Okay. Yeah. I oh, think it's okay. a very basic thing to complain about the Deutsche Bahn, about the prices, about the gas prices. Uh, uh, and I, I mean, uh, the Döner, 
is the döner price is a very good reference mm -hmm. um, for uh, for the inflation that's going on. Oh, that's on. what so, we call yeah. the Big Mac to the dollar ratio. And it used to be two euros or two fifty. You can even you could even find like döner for one fifty in in Wedding when I came here ten years ago. But now I think it's five or six euros. So Ooh. it is true. Everything is getting more expensive. But I mean, you know, there's there's more more important stuff going on in the world right now and there's a reason for for everything you know so um i think you know um like eavesdropping is one of my favorite things i never listen to music in the u-bahn and I, i'm i'm, I'm uh, you take I, the u-bahn i do sometimes yeah. u8 is a good place to listen to other people's uh inti most intimate stories absolutely i felt i'm the creep who's, who's listening you know? okay so <laughs> so am i now that i can kind of yeah. um i would say that no i just took you more for like you cycle and walk everywhere but i love to i love to hear that you take the u8 yeah because um for those who don't live in berlin This is a very special subway line. It's very special. Yeah. Uh, the Schönleinstraße U-Bahn station, which where where I'm usually going, stepping into the U-Bahn, uh, has been called. Uh, it's, it was a Google review a couple of years ago. <laughs> the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And <laughs> and I, yeah, it's scary. It's mm, scary down there. Mm. Um, let's just again the U the U Acht is just special. We'll just we'll leave it we'll, <laughs> we'll leave, leave it, it up there. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. So you said something really interesting earlier about TV writing and how that, you know, Germany has had to, has had a bit of a reckoning with its content, mm -hmm. with its mm -hmm. media, that things have to change and it's happening slowly, but it's happening. And I wanted to talk about, you know, how do you feel about streaming giants, but like people who use it on, on their phones, laptops or projectors, or even like, you know, their TV at home, like people just staying at home, watching everything at home. When for me, like the, the act of going out to watch a movie um, was very like very spiritual and now i don't know like i don't i don't i think germany has such a going to the movies culture yeah so how do you feel about like that that change um you know the thing is um when i uh when i went to film school i didn't know anything about tv series i was totally you know same as you going to the movies was like the biggest thing that could you know it was just an experience you know um and uh nobody knew about netflix or uh you know uh, hbo euro which is coming soon or paramount pictures hbo Amazon. euro's coming yeah oh finally uh, finally Ooh. um so get to watch I mean, game of thrones <laughs> exactly um and i think they they changed the market and they still they they are still changing the market i mean there's like so many options right now um that you can choose from um i think um I still love going to the cinema, but I don't do it um, as often as I should, I guess, um, because I think it's really, it's, it's different. You know, if you watch a movie on the big screen and uh, you watch it together with other people, I think that makes a, makes a huge difference. Uh, I hope, I, I can only hope that this uh, Corona crisis uh, will be over soon and people start going back to public events um because you know they, I, i heard that uh that um you know from from promoters um and from other bands that uh there's a there's a high no show rate 
at at gigs right now. So there's thirty percent sometimes up to thirty percent of people who buy tickets but who don't come to the shows because they are infected or because they're scared. I know. I mean, there's there's good reasons for it, um, but I think that um, cinemas is this institution uh, cinema like a place where people meet and watch movies together is is still a very important thing. Um, and and I can only hope that they will survive. Yeah. Yeah, I hope they survive too. Uh, I think we're still very much in the grips of a pandemic that people are very are desiring to forget. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I understand it. It's just very. Uh, it's it's still really complicated. And now there's the monkeypox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that. Okay. Uh, so as far as the future of TV, I'd love to hear about what is the future of TV. Oh, that's a very good question. Um, I, I recently read an article that said that Netflix has lost uh, a lot of viewers. Um, I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I think they will be okay too, but they put out a lot of crap, uh, too. And, you know, um, I think there's going to be more and more. Uh, streaming options uh, just as I said you know Amazon uh, Sky what, you know all those kinds of uh, studios that you know, Disney Plus Apple Plus well blah, blah. Um, and I think in the future pff, one day I, I, I think probably there's not going to be any more, any more linear television but you can just put together your favorite kind of um, program uh, of movies and shows, which is also is it like those books that you read, like choose your own adventure. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. But you know, I used to hate those books and I think it's sometimes good just to switch on the television or go to the cinema and watch something well, that you I, don't know anything yeah. about. You get to, get to be surprised. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. mm. The element of mm. surprise is yeah. so is, I think that is what encapsulates, encapsulates cinema for me. It's surprise. Yeah. I, I go there to be surprised. But I mean, you know, who am I to complain? Things are changing. And I think I love, I have seen so many series in the last couple of years, more series than movies. That most definitely. Me too. Me too. And I love them. And I love the experience. And that would have never happened if there's, you know, if, if there's not there diversity of options uh to um, to stream you know yeah. so um i i think it's i think it's great speaking of uh, diversity how is the tv seen in terms of di- diversity of people of people of color breaking through mm, i think uh it's slowly changing uh it's still very white and um heteronormative and male um but uh, for example on your television show mm-hmm. your television show that's coming up you're the head writer of course but you still have a team of writers yeah, yeah. so are these women and pocs with you yes okay and and we try to only no white men no other white men no Damn um it. but uh, <laughs> I, no but I, I i we 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 really from this from the beginning um uh you know, I, I I have been working in quite some uh, writers' rooms, and um, I'm I had some bad experiences also because I think um, the more diverse your team is, the more I mean, the more fun it is to to be creative together. I think, and um, and the better the stories are um, that you're telling, and and you know, I think when I when I studied, um, there were uh 
very, very few POCs like amongst the directors and writers and, and producers. Uh, when I go back to my old film school now, I, I see that things are changing slowly and I really, really uh, think there's there's a lot of work to do. And um, you know, the only thing that I think I can do is to uh, to listen, to step aside uh, from time to time, to enable other people um, to be, you know, to to step into the spotlight, um, to tell their stories. Um, I'm, I'm really trying. I'm still I'm still learning every day. Um, but uh, when when we started this writers' room together with my um, co-creator, um, who's who's directing, um, we we said that um, we want to be, you know. Um, we, we want to, we want to be, try better, you know, and to invite, um, people with different backgrounds, um, also socially, uh, to the, to the writer's room, because I think that is, uh, that is super important, um, for the culture we want to want want to create and for the new past that the German television has not been, uh, you know, um, walking on during the last years. Okay. Know? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's, that's interesting to hear. So I guess we just have to wait and see, uh, and yeah, just see if that like yields anything, obviously for your show, as you mentioned, you have people who from different backgrounds. I still feel that in Berlin, um, well, first of all, I see a lot more people of color than I used to see when I was visiting even like maybe five years ago, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is like interesting. So vis visibly, I'm noticing, um, it more. Uh, well, I, I'm speaking specifically of black people because I'm a black mm -hmm, woman and those, mm -hmm. those are the people that I notice. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm, oh, I'm seeing mm -hmm. more of them. Um, and I'm not the only person to say that. I've talked to a few people who are like white and black who said, who said they've actually have noticed there's more black people. Uh, I think that I'm still like, it's interesting to talk about this with a white man because I always feel like I don't know how comfortable of a subject this is for, for white people. I know with you, it's something you're, you're, we've had discussions before. You're pretty open about it. And even like our other old roommate, Phil, uh, he, we would, we talked about it quite extensively. Is it like, is it a priority for you? for like diversity is you like, like just, it is a priority for you. It is definitely. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I think it's, um, if, if you bring it up, yeah. um, and if I, when I talk about it to other white male writers or producers or, or directors, um, you mean, it, you, of course, you know, the first answer is, always, well, I'm not a racist, of course, sexist, but, you know, and I think it has to, it, 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 you can really feel that they, um, finally realize that someone's attacking their, their status quo, uh, which has never been questioned before. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you can really tell they don't want to change, you know, um, so they find excuses why uh, they don't want to work, blah, blah, blah. It's because it's, you know, it's easier. You can always work with the same kind of people, blah, 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 blah. And, um, and I make mis mistakes too, you know, and I think that's, um, I think it's super important to, uh, as a, as a creative person, not only, at, but, but most of all for, for white, uh, heterosexual men to be able to, um, to question, uh, put their own status in question and their own, pr and to check their own privileges, like basically all the time, which is hard. And I, and I find it hard too, but it's necessary, I think, 
because otherwise uh, this world uh, will, will never be a better place, you know? Okay. Um, so. Okay. All right. So we can shift gears just a little bit. Uh, as we wind down the podcast, I want, I was wondering, this is actually something that I wrote down because I really want to know, I love hearing about this from other artists. What's your artistic process? How do you go from a vision to a finalized product? That is a very good question. I think, um, um, I think I start, everything starts with, uh, a super, with a spark you know it can be some kind of noise or it can be like the idea for a scene or for a character um and i always try to write down everything i think and feel about it um and i always try to come back to those first kind of intuitions um or you know, like thoughts um, and ideas that are that you didn't go through this whole process of rewriting and uh, rearranging and and reflecting, because I think in this particular spark, uh, there's always a truth um, and the the idea um, that you want to put out in the world. I, I it, it sounds a bit spiritual i don't know if it I is i think it is spiritual yeah, it is very, don't you yeah. think like cre creating something from nothing to something yeah like, it's like you know you've, you've you're the creator of, yeah. of 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 beings of characters of and you said something earlier about you know getting away from your mind and the characters that you've come up with and like just watering your plants you know yeah. just doing something else yeah. because they can take over your whole life man those characters uh, become uh, my friends and enemies, even yes. if they're you know despicable people, you know. So, but uh, and you love and you even love the despicable ones. Yeah, of course. You, I, I think you have to. I think you have to. It, only if it really touches you deep down, you know. I think it makes sense, and and the audience, you know, uh, can relate to that. Ambivalence is also, you know, like a person's not only good or bad. Um, but I think it's to me like it's always so hard because you know when you uh, write a, a, a screenplay or a script, a lot of people um, give you their feedback. Um, um, you know, the the director, the producers, um, the people from the from the from Netflix, blah blah blah, and everything. And um, then you know the, you you have a, a set decorator, you have the actors and actresses, and and everyone, absolutely everyone has ideas. Um, but you are the person who are writing this shit down, who came up with everything. So I and it's, think isn't that wild? It's it's super wild, and yeah. it's and it can be super hard not to get distracted by other people's feedback, which is always well meant, of course. And they um, are and they are your collaborators. At and the they're end of the day. and, and yeah. I think it's it's super important to be open uh, for this kind of feedback. But in the end, I always try to you know come back to the first lines that I wrote down, and I always I reread them. Um, like every couple of days, it's like, okay, that's why I wanted to tell the story. This is the direction of the series or of the story. This is why you came up with, with this whole, and I mean, like it can be long process. I'm working on a movie now. I'm working on a script, uh, since four years and all those kinds of stages that you go through, um, can be super depressing. It can be super, um, you know, annoying also. Um, but if you go back to those first, 
through this first spark um i don't know yeah that's that to me it, it is is it, it it is a bit magic it's a fire. and then you know the, it's a the, fire really uh, that's why you are doing yeah. this you know yeah and it's, it's worth it it's worth it yeah you know? it's so it's it's amazing that I mean, I am nowhere near as established in my career as you. Let's let me just humble myself. But um, I will also say that it's just amazing how fulfilling creating art can be just for yourself. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I you know, and, and I have another friend who I can't wait to talk to about this on an upcoming Poor But Sexy podcast uh, about the how they are not what we would call a very successful artist, but they are just doing the art because out of just love. Mm. And it's amazing how much creating can sustain your heart. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the, um, making movies is extremely expensive and uh, many projects uh, don't work out in the end because someone says, well, I don't, I'm not giving you the, the, the amount of money that you need to film it um so you've been writing i don't know what 10 drafts uh of the script of the screenplay and you can just you know stick it in the uh, in the bin you know it's it's over um but still i think the the path uh, is is like can be super fulfilling if you if you're happy with what you're doing if you love what you're doing and i mean as you said i i i, I play in a band but we don't make make a lot of money with it no it's it's um if if any um but i still enjoy it even if it's only like 10 15 people uh in the crowd i sometimes there's more people you know but yeah oh some god it's only, yeah. It's a bit voodoo sorry. beach what do you guys know about voodoo beach they're amazing uh, probably nothing but uh, <laughs> what, what what i what i do know is that you have not invited me to a damn show oh we're gonna play a show in berlin like right around the corner actually It's a uh, um, it's a festival on the RAW Gelände. Be great to see you there. <laughs> um, it's probably gone, you know. And but but making music to me always it's it's probably even more fulfilling than writing. I have, I gotta be honest. And it's such a privilege to play play in a band uh, with two other dedicated musicians who love it as much as I do because it's 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 a It's. It, I, I can only say it's. It's fulfilling, even if there's only. Uh, if there's only one person in the audience, and it, but we sometimes we play it just for ourselves. You know, it makes. Um, yeah. And hell yeah! And I'm. I've never made. Actually, that's not all I have. You know what? I have made a song with a friend. Oh really? And we did. We did do. We did listen to it like a few months later, and we did just like it. You oh know, really? It's nice. It's, it is sometimes. Oh, just you got to nice. show me. Can you? Okay, I'll tell him to. I'll tell him to send me. He's oh back, yeah, he's back I in love Canada. That. I love that. Okay, so one final question. Okay, okay. John, first of all, John is a very unique name for a German. Yeah, it's like it's like it's basic in Canada, but in Germany, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, I don't to have the name. Yeah, it's true. Not Johan. Then people, because I've told people like, oh, I'm gonna go mm. see my friend John, and they're like, John? Oh, is he is he is he American? I'm like, no, he's he's German. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people used yeah. to ask me if I'm if my real name is Johannes or yeah. Johan. Yeah, um, I don't know. My my parents just liked it, I guess. I think it's cute. I think it's really cute. Like nice in, 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 in German. Somehow it works. It's cool. Okay. Now that we're sidetracked, John. Okay. Let's get back on track. Uh, last question is top three TV shows of all time. Go. Oh my God. Um, okay. So I have to say, I have to say, um, Sopranos classic. Uh, I, w- 
would have to say uh, Fleabag. Um, and I'd also have to say, I think, oh, this is so hard. Mm, I will regret, I probably will regret uh, this choice um, because there's so many more shows. Jerry Springer. Oh my God. I <laughs> I used to love it. I used to love it. Um, oh my god. Um, oh. Okay, so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put out the. Uh, um, so I really, really loved um, the first uh, first seasons of um, Transparent. Okay. Yeah, but and we talked about Broad City. I really love Broad City. Okay, all right. You know oh, what? there's only three. Okay, okay there's only three. three. Yeah. Okay. So John. Thank you very much. That was super fast. I went by super fast. It did, but it was lovely. I really loved it too. That's the end of today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to give Being Berlin a follow on Instagram at beingberlinpod. We'd love to hear from you and talk all things Berlin and Berliners. And we'd like to thank our sponsor, Bands, for giving us the opportunity to bring a piece of Berlin to listeners. If you're a hobbyist musician and want to join a rock band with real rehearsals, Bands is a way to meet fellow hobbyists, improve your skills, and have fun. Register at bandsberlin.com and bring back music to your life. Music.